Hey everyone, Ken Moody here from Dynasty League Football. Just letting you know that this podcast is sponsored by League Tycoon. If you play in a contract Dynasty League, or have ever thought about joining a contract league, but you are worried that it would be too much work, then you will want to check out League Tycoon. League Tycoon has perfected a platform for fantasy football salary cap and contract leagues. Leagues are super easy to set up, and they offer a ton of configuration and management options. League Tycoon's mobile app makes managing your team easy. In fact, their mobile app may be the best fantasy league mobile app in the industry. It's feature-rich, easy to navigate, and doesn't have a lot of distracting features to take away from the pure fantasy football experience. So go to LeagueTycoon.com to get more information and download the app. And if you use the promo code DLF when creating a league, your first year is absolutely free. League Tycoon makes Dynasty Contract Leagues easy and fun, and it will change the way you play fantasy football. That's LeagueTycoon.com. Go check them out. What an exciting time of year, Mitch. Exciting. Exciting. Well, well, you don't seem excited. I was excited. But then, like, I thought I had the tears down pretty well this year, right? I was like, I'm really happy with everything. Then I go into drafts, and then all of a sudden, a guy like Will Levis is going in the first constantly. Hendon Hooker is going in the early second constantly. And then, like, there isn't that big of a tear break between Mayer and Laporte. In my mind, I think there is. And so, no, I really like a show like this just because we could go through what you're seeing, what I'm seeing, what anybody in the chat is seeing as well. You know me. I'm always rearranging here. A little bit. Moving my stuff around. Um, trying to fix my. I think you assume people notice when you change. I don't think anybody notices. (laughs) This is for me because I am psychotic. I am genuinely crazy. We know this. I know. I know. Um, Half my shelves are empty. Because and also, let me say, whenever it's the three of us, Mm -hmm. the what is shown on the screen. It's weird. Yeah, it's a different proportion. It so is. I'm always it adjusting. Uh, Johnny brought my little juju back up. Oh, that's good. That's nice that you let you have that. He came up. Mara said he came up into the office yesterday whenever, or when was it? Thursday when I was at work. And he saw Josh Allen and Troy Aikman out of the boxes. He turned to Mara and went, what happened? Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> like it was some break in here yeah. in the powerhouse. Yeah. All right. So as you can see, I'm sharing my screen. I see Tide. I see Greg. What's going on, guys? Always appreciate you joining. All right. I'm just adjusting my screen size here. It's good he didn't do any of this before the show. Well, I just wrapped this up. Like, I joined at 8.59 here. I just finished this up. uh, And then I'm on kid duty later today. So Mm. it's, it's a hectic day. It's a hectic day. All right. So I went through 16 of my rookie drafts and compiled information and data based on those and looking at the positional rank, how they compare to mine. Mitch, I know you were offended. I didn't put your ranks in here. A little bit. It's all about JB's positional rank. Yeah. But that allows you to to pick it all apart. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. And uh, comparing the ADP with the overall rank. Now, let me preface this with take some of this with a grain of salt because. Oh, no. Let me open this up. Oh, no. In here, we have 14 teams, 16 teams, 12 teams. You got some PPC. You got non-premium. You got 1.5, You got tiered. Uh, you know, so. It's going to give you a general ballpark, but everything's going to go a little haywire. Like next week when I have all of my safe leagues, which I think it's like 30, they're all 12 team. Well, some 14, but super flex two PPR. Boom. That's it. No PPC, nothing like that. So just take some of it with a grain of salt. All right. What have you noticed? Not going into specific players yet. Yeah, yeah. What what have you noticed with these early rookie drafts? It's really easy to move around in them. There's enough people who want to move up. There's enough people who want to move back. So if there's a specific player you want, outside of Bijan and A. Rich, 
Um, everybody else is like really easily attainable if you want to trade up and get them, I think. And so that's nice. I mean, previous years, it was really hard. There's some guys like when the wide receiver won, whoever you want to say, let's see, let's look at, let's go back a couple of years. I just like when it was CD lamb and just wait really really quick. They were hell to trade for. I don't want to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just got the emails. I didn't realize the friends auction rookie draft started today. Yep. They did all of Tim's leagues auctions start today. This is going to be, Oh my gosh. I don't think I have any because I traded to you all of mine, right? I have the most money, uh, so strategery is going to come into play. Anyway, I'm so strategery. sorry. Strategery sucks. W- wide receivers you were talking about. Go back to it. I'm sorry. That was really important. Yeah, yeah. So Tim's leagues are in auctions, everybody. You know, so and they're starting up today, so that's good. But um, no, I was just saying that, like, previous years, there were certain players that were really hard to trade for, like whether it was Jonathan Taylor, because people like him, J.K. Downs, people like him. I don't feel it's the same way in this draft to where there's enough people that like players to move up, and then there's enough people who, like, just want to trade down for the sake of trading down. What are you doing, John? I'm I'm getting my bids in. I'm looking at my phone. I'm sorry. All right, listen, you have my... You, you don't have my... get them in right now. That's not the art. There's an art to auctions. You want to try to start the clock when when it'll go off when people are asleep. Uh, so why do you? It's a bad time. Nine a.m. Uh, for you is a bad time. Are you surprised with my lack of patience? I have been blowing up your phone in our co-managed. You, you have, you have, and like I have been like a crazy ex, and and I can understand how people you know get a little crazy <laughs> trading with John. Like there's <laughs> offers that come in, and I'm like. I'm good with this. And John's like, no, we need a third. I'm like, okay. Then all of a sudden we don't get the trade anymore. I'm like, well, at least John's doing all the work for it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Okay. So <laughs> going, looking at this, let, let's go kind of position by position. I, let's talk about the quarterbacks very quickly. Yep. We got Anthony Richardson. It seems like he is locked and loaded mm-hmm. as the quarterback one. Uh, you know, he's pretty much he may have slipped to three in one or two of my 16 drafts that I, I pulled mm-hmm. here. So he's an ADP of 2.1. Uh, Bryce Young, pre- he snuck into two those other occasions. So he's a little above three. Then there's the the, the clear gap between Young and Stroud. Yep. And Will Levis right around 12. Does that surprise you? Extremely surprising. I didn't think people would do it. Um, you know, I don't have one share of him. I don't plan on having any shares of him with how high he's going. It's just, it's one of those things. It's even if he gets the starting job, I still don't want him being a starter on my team. So I'm okay. Completely skipping out on that. And I agree with you when we did our mock, I got him a little bit like I got two or four, two or six, whatever it was. Which is good. Yeah. And I understand. I, you know, I completely understand you're not going to get a future first for him, even if somebody were to reach and take him because you've set the bar. You have mm-hmm. come out and said, I'm above market or you know, maybe in line with market. Yeah. And yeah. once he's drafted by a team, nobody else in the league is going to move a- enough to turn a profit, at least right now. And for me, it does come down to that team in general. We've talked about the weapons. We've talked about the way they want to operate. Mm-hmm. If that team is playing poorly and Ryan Tannehill struggled, I know you're not a Tannehill fan, but I think he's a fine real life oh, quarterback. He, yeah, no, he's going to start the whole year until he gets injured because he's always getting injured. And the the only way that Levis steps in without an injury, maybe it's a 15, 20, 25% chance. It's if that team is struggling. Yeah. And, and he's going to come in and try to save the day. <laughs> yeah. So let's say, do they have their first next year? Let's say they come out yeah. and they just bomb this year. Mm-hmm. His, he's no safer than Malik Willis no. was. No, absolutely not. Yep. So for me, I am okay weighing the risk at that 202 to 205 tier. Mm-hmm. I have him as my my quarterback four. I think everybody pretty much does. And you can see my overall rank uh, I'm fairly lower. I'm sitting there at 205. There's just guys I can't pass up on 
that are going or at least should be going ahead of Will Levis. So for me, just like you, Mitch, I'm I don't think I'm gonna have any shares. That was a good point, though. I mean, it's not just where Will Levis is going, it's where he's going with the, all the talent around him. I mean, if you're in a premium team, that's where Laporte is going. That's where Mayer's going. Charbonnet is going well after him. Um, Jonathan Mingo's going after him. And then, I mean, whether you like Kendra Miller or not, but, you know, that running back three to four spot is also going after him. And for me, it's just, you're taking such a risk at that point just to hope to get a starter that I'm not even sure you're going to be happy with having that starter. Yeah, I wanted to open this up a little bit here, uh, showing the hidden columns. Uh, and this is a tough episode if you just listen on the feed, you know, because John has visual, the sheets. Visual effects here, but I saw Greg's comment. I think Levis has been late first in every rookie draft mm-hmm. I've been in, even as high as 108. So we're going through 13, 10, 10, 11, 11, 16, 12, 13, 11, 11, 12, 7. Elevated because that was a 16-team league, 12, 15, 15, 11. So right there, I mean, for the most part, at the back end of the first, especially in 12 or 14-team leagues and being elevated in the 16-team leagues. Uh, Sorry, I see a a message from Tim here about the auction. Yep, yep, saw that. Get off uh, your phone. I I know. I'm sorry. In the words of Dwight Schrute, Mitch, you couldn't handle my undivided attention. <laughs> it's very right? true. I couldn't. Hendon Hooker, uh, don't take him in the second. Oh, like right where his average is, I'm kind of okay with it. If you're taking oh, no. him at 212. But that's the thing is like if he does, if something happens to Goff, you could probably get a mid-second form at that point. And so you're you getting can... a little bit of value. And I think it really just depends on who's on the board against him. I mean, if it's him or Roshan Johnson, I'm taking Roshan Johnson, right? But it just depends on, <laughs> on Greg who's, who's there around him. If it's him and the wide receivers, I don't mind taking him. All right, so let me ask you. If Hooker, you're, you're sitting there 212. Yep. And one of these guys is on the board. They have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Marvin Mims, Luke Shoemaker, Rishi Rice. I know you, you've, uh, we took downs ahead of where I have him in my tiers because that's what, that's what co-managed leagues are about guys. You Give just ask who take. I like, and I just look real quick. I'm like these guys, cause if John doesn't like it, he'll just be like, but I really like this person in this spot. And I'm like, okay, we'll take him. Hey, 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 I can that, see that's it how it sh- goes to be. On, no, that's how I, my mind works. Okay, because be I conceded on Shoemaker for the, the one, and I because we had a pick in three, and I said, You mm-hmm. pick Shoemaker here, I'll take a running back then. Yeah. But I always say to Mitch, I say, Give me your top four guys here if we yeah. have two picks, give me your top three if we have one. He gives them to me, and then I kind of make the decision, and then he makes the picks the one that he likes. Yeah, but you give me the sample. You give me <laughs> anyway. So yes. if if any of those guys are on the board in two PPR, are you taking Hooker? Yeah, I'll probably take Hooker there. I like, like, I love Musgrave. I think Musgrave could be extremely good. The dude hasn't played. I mean, there's the worry to where if you're so injured in college, how in the world are you going to be healthy in the pros? I get it. And so that's my thing. And then the other, the other guy's just wide receivers, man. I mean, that's that's my worry with it is I'm sure a couple of them are going to be good, but can I actually tell you which ones are going to be really good? I could give you better odds on some, but that's about it. Okay. So, uh, and as it stands today through the 16 that I had time to get in the sheet today and then probably four sleeper leagues, so about 20 rookie drafts, I do not have one share of Hendon Hooker based on this conversation. I actually have him in some 16 team leagues, but that's it. So based on this conversation, that should not surprise anybody. And I don't have one Will Levis. I actually was going to take him at 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. in a 16 team league, the just us league. Yep. Yep. And he went right before me. So I had to pivot off of that. And then Stetson Bennett, He's actually like he's getting a lot of, you know, some of these picks so outside bad. of the top uh, 36. Some of them he wasn't drafted, but he went 26 in one league. 
uh, 36, 36. So he's making it to the back end, making it up to the back end of the third. Is that just people betting on Matthew Stafford dying? No, because I think it comes down to people know what his name is and they don't know who the players are at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. They know, oh, Stetson Bennett. I know him. I'm going to click his name. And I honestly believe that's the reason why. As I'm not even kidding. As I'm going through this this morning and I'm looking at these names that made the top 36, there are some. And Boutte actually just missed it. No. But Zach Evans, Keyshawn Boutte, they all, name recognition. You hit the nail on the head, Mitch. These are guys that people know who they are. Mm-hmm. They don't know who the other guys are in this range. So they say, hey, I'm going to take Zach Evans because I really liked him pre-draft. It doesn't really bother me. He slipped to the sixth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they take that preconceived idea of what Zach Evans was for them, and they stick with it. Certainly, end of the third, I'm not saying there's a lot of risk associated with that. If you want to take that shot, I mean, I'm at 42 overall on a player like Evan. So if you want to reach on six spots, I get it. There's not much movement in your draft. And I agree with you. You led the show with this. There has been a lot of positioning within the draft. And for the most part, we have our top six. So you see a lot of people trying to get up there and the people that might be sitting there at four, five, six, hey, I'm, I'm not really in love with Stroud. I know I should take him at four. Maybe I'll move back. But after you get past six, I'm seeing a lot of variance. Yep, huge. From league to league. Uh, A-Chain, Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, Ty J. Spears, Bigsby, that whole group. And you can see it here. Uh, I, I should have done a range for these guys. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> ignore me. Coffee's <laughs> kicking in. I've been I've been up since six doing all. Oh, this shit. six. Yeah, that's pretty early to wake up to do something. It's seven over there. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. hear it. We know you roll out of bed and just jump into this. Okay, so but you can see, you know, Gibbs. He's been five, three five, to five, five, four, 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 five, six. five, six. <laughs> but then Charbonnet, seven, eighteen. Yeah. Charbonnet is still rough for me, man. Like I know I, I've, I've had very, not that I've tried to convince you or talk yeah. you into it, but I haven't pushed much because I know I'm a little higher on Charbonnet than you and our, for our co-managers. It's tough. Like, cause I don't know if it's my Kenneth Walker bias seeping in. Cause maybe if, cause I asked you if Charbonnet went to the jets, would you feel the exact same way? And you said, yeah. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know. I might, Maybe I'd like him more and Brees Hall less. It's probably my Walker bias is the reason why I don't like Charbonnet as much as what I do. And like Pete Carroll is like a great head coach. Like the decisions he makes, though, <laughs> they just always make me wonder. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I do want to bring up with the running back since you have him here, um, Roshan Johnson is going. I wish I had it because I just did my first um, best ball mania four draft. The one that like, if anyone is somehow not knowing, um, so there's $15 million in the prize pool. They've actually split it up so the regular season champions get a lot more than what they got previous years because it used to be like really, really high to pay out the million to the top. But now they've completely changed it. And so like the format this year is awesome. But I just did my first one. Roshan Johnson is going absurdly high when you compare him to like where we're usually taking him in dynasty drafts as far as like the players around him, he's more of a very early second value there. You know, if you're comparing him to the other players in that range, like he would be ranked as a very early second compared to in dynasty drafts, we're getting him late second, constantly third round constantly. So that's the one thing I like about doing best balls this time of year is you could really see what the redraft people are assuming these rookies are going to do. And if they think he's going to do pretty well, it makes me like slowly start to bump him up. So now all of a sudden he's not that far away from Kendra Miller. And see, that's it too. And and Dan and I did an episode. I mean, this might've been two off seasons ago. This yep, is when I, you were really, I remember listening to it. You were critical to the state of Utah at this time. I was, and I was actually not, at work. I remember being at work that day. Yeah. 
I love doing the day shows whenever. Oh, like yeah. day shows are during great. the height of "Don't Leave Your House." Um, but it was finding the discrepancies between best ball redraft and dynasty, and seeing if there's any. Just like you mentioned, are there any young players that are going higher in redraft or best ball compared to our dynasty drafts or existing <laughs> leagues? And that's interesting on Roshan because if you're looking at him and you think he's going to produce or you think there's a a good chance that he takes over that backfield Mm -hmm. over Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert, then why is he not elevated? Is is it because of the fourth-round draft capital? Is it because of that overall uncertainty? But I do think as this offseason progresses and we have rookie drafts over the next couple weeks and we see trades – I do think Roshan's going to get elevated. I, I completely agree. Yep. I and he stuck that. out like a sore thumb too. Like when you're going through it, you're looking at the running backs that are in that ADP range. You're like, holy Roshan's high. But I took him because, I mean, you look at him, you actually compare him to the veteran running backs that are around him. You're like, yeah, I would much rather just have Roshan. Looking at these running backs, I, I added in the, the lowest they went okay. in these 16 drafts the highest they Ooh, went chase brown at 19 <laughs> chase brown crazy. going 207 in a draft but that range and this is what we're talking about because you're able to maneuver and some folks might have a certain player at 206 and some might say i'm not taking them to the fourth that could be an izzy abanacanda the range on these players again if you're not watching chase brown 15 spots, Izzy 15, Tajay Spears 13, Zach Evans 13, Sharb, Roshan, Tank 11 spots, A-Chain 8, Miller 7, Gibbs and Bijan, they're pretty much cemented, but that's a wide range there. Mm -hmm. So you might have targets in your rookie drafts. You might be trying to get to specific tiers like I am, but there's still a good chance that some of these guys drop and maybe you don't need to move up, or maybe you're able to move back. I've seen people comment, I was able to move back and still get the guy I was going to take mm-hmm. if I would have stayed put. Every once so, in a while, you run into the thing that we did. We stayed put in a league, and we're like, one of these running backs is going to drop. Then none of the running backs dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which league it was, but yeah, that sucked. That was really bad. Yeah, and, and it happens. And these are uh, calculated risks, essentially, do you think there's enough uh, data available and this being only 16 leagues? The answer is no, there's not enough data here that I'm showing you, but at least it gives you a general idea of where you're going to be able to get these players if you're interested. So Charbonnet, you kind of talked about him. A-Chain, we are certainly, you know, the average is 12.4 overall rank 10. Now here's the thing with these leagues to keep in mind. A lot of people from the Patreon are in these leagues. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be very interesting to see when we get out into the wild, how this compares. And I'm going to be putting that information together next week as my leagues start to progress and see where these guys land. But a chain, I have him at 10. I've gotten him lower. I think every share I have is lower than that 10. Mm-hmm. Uh and overall, that 12.4 lower, obviously. But I think when we see next week, it's going to be closer to that 10. Charbonnet, I, I don't know if there's necessarily a value there. Kendra Miller, Roshan. Like, I'm fairly close to average mm-hmm. on all of these guys, except for Tank's, Tank Bigsby. I you, still you have him higher. Yeah, I do. And it's a shitty landing spot. And I get that. But I don't Jackson, hate the landing spot, to be honest with you. Well, I, I say it's a it's a backfield where we had a previous top five, six dynasty running back, mm-hmm. and then you have somebody come in. But they've shown they want to utilize other running backs in that backfield. Oh, they do. They do not want to give ETN that much work. Like, flat out, they've already brought in. Who was the bet they brought in? Uh, Deonis Johnson as well. I mean, they're it, not going to give ETN all the work. He ended up getting all the work because everyone got hurt last year. But no, I think Bigsby is actually walking into a very secure spot. I mean, if you have hope for Charbonnet, you should think the exact same thing about Tank Bigsby because he's probably going to get a lot more of the red zone work. I think that's a very nice comparison in terms of 
pre-draft thoughts on these guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have, if you told me Charbonnet is a lock for second round, yeah, he'd probably okay. One hundred seven, one hundred eight. He's my one hundred seven. Yep, right after if JSN. I, if I knew Tank Bigsby was going in the third round, I believe I had him at. Let me see here. Pre-draft. Uh, da, 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 da. So pre-draft, I had Charbonnet at 108, given mm-hmm. second-round draft capital. Tank Bigsby, I had 203, given second-round draft or third-round draft capital. So he got the third-round draft capital, but on average, he's going around 211. And it's no coincidence then that he is my most rostered rookie up to this point. No, I, I just completely. I'm just looking over the names again to make sure that we're not missing anybody. Talk about like here, really quick. So, yep. uh, uh, Jeremy on on Dynasty Daddy, he added this, and this is a request that I had, and I think several other people had to be able to get different filters in there. Oh, I just cleared it. Yep. Uh, and you, it is really. Oh, so you cool. can't do rookie now. Okay, you can do it by experience, position, team, blah blah blah. Uh, trade value based on KTC or uh, fantasy count, but you mm-hmm. can do it by rookie here. And again, JSN, A Chain, Bigs, me, my, my most rostered Your rookies. Highest is at six percent. That's crazy. Well, no, 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 no. I've only had how many rookie drafts so far? But still, I mean, you only having six percent is crazy, in my opinion. I have two or three guys at like seventeen percent. How many leagues, though, have you had that have had rookie drafts so far? Oh, 15-ish? Okay. I've had but, like a ton. I had a lot more to start this week than I have even going on for the whole rest of the season. I think I'm but, like 80% of the way done with my rookie drafts at this point. I probably still have about 60 rookie drafts. That's my. That's why this overall percentage, it's not able to be higher. Hmm. Oh, oh, because you haven't actually picked. No, that makes sense. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's, that makes sense. Yep. So I think these guys are going to bump up significantly and you can go in and I could remove all the leagues that don't have rookie drafts. I just don't want to do that right now. Uh, but JSN makes sense for me because like I said, I had a one Oh six tier break. I moved up into that one Oh six a lot. He's the one that's been slipping uh, a chain. Talked about him. Bigsby talked about him. Roshan. So Roshan, I, I know we talked about him. And yes, he got that dreaded fourth round draft capital, but you know, adjusting a little bit over here. All right. Look at the guys that we've seen rise in value and why they were able to do so. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce in the fourth round, because it was there was nothing else in that backfield. He was going to get an opportunity. Roshan Johnson, there are other pieces there. But it is so murky, and there is so much opportunity there that we very well could see him take 50% of that work. He's an excellent pass blocker. Mm -hmm. We hear about Justin Fields now, how much of this is just hype and coach speak, but he's really working on a quick release and getting the ball out. Who's going to benefit from that? Yep. Guys that are running underneath routes, the tight end, and a running back, and that could be Roshan Johnson. We haven't necessarily seen Deontay Foreman or Khalil Herbert really perform in the passing game up to this point. And for Roshan, if you look at my sheets, like he just doesn't check a lot of boxes because he was behind the greatest running back of all time. Yep, yep. So no, like, you, I'm liking the, him. He's one that context is so much more important than just looking at the data available. I'm just glad you're buying these fourth round rookie running backs now. Like it's really big to like see your growth over like the last few years. I mean, Michael Carter was like in the coffin. You kind of liked Pierce. You kind of liked Algier. You're slowly coming up. Now all of a sudden you're taking Rojan in the first. I like it. Okay, that's that is <laughs> not true. Let's clear the air there. Uh, but if you're sitting there at, at two Oh six, seven, eight, I could be talked into, to Roshan there. Um, I have him in that tier, uh, you know, Spears, he got the draft capital I wanted, mm-hmm. but his knees shot. Yep. And I have a few shares, but I've, I've knocked him down a little bit in the same tier, but he went from two Oh six to two ten for me. Let's go to uh, let's go tight ends. Do you have any late round running backs you've been looking at? 
Zach Evans is the only one I'm doing because they literally have Acres and no one else, and Acres isn't good. So I'm taking Zach Evans for that reason. But besides that, I'm really not. Like I'm not hammering like Izzy or any anybody like in particular. I'm noticing I'm getting a lot more Zach Evans just for that reason, though. If Izzy is in the fourth, I I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's going in the third round. That's just something I can't get behind. And I have two shares right now through the drafts I've done. And it's probably going to be, I would say, maybe I finish around 8 to 10% of a player like Izzy. Mm. Chase Brown, I'm never going to have because he's going as high as 207. Yeah, that I don't have one share of him. I don't plan on ever having a share of him, to be honest with you. Now that so there was a point where you look at it and say, okay, I can buy into, for one reason or another, the guys that went in the fourth round. But you get into Chase Brown territory who went in the fifth. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get behind that. I just loaded um, up mine real quick. Hold on. Let me zoom wait, in. I was like, what is going on with my screen here? No, it's mine. So there are my top guys right now. So, I mean, Eight shares, 20% for eight chain. Um, Shoemaker, you know, I've been really high on him. So I have a lot of Shoemaker, a lot of Laporta. Um, Eric Gray, I guess he's someone that I'll be getting at the end just because he's behind Barkley and who knows how that's going to work out. Um, and then Tyler Scott is just someone that's when I have multiple fourths, he's like the very last pick in the fourth round. I'm like, ah, he's still on the board. I'll pick him. But let's Eric. See. Eric Gray is a pick I really like in the fourth round. Bijan, Bijan at ten percent. I'm really happy with that, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's 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 sexy. I like those four right there. Those four yeah. shares of Bijan. Yeah. But looking at it, we're talking about da, 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 Chase Brown going in the fifth round of the NFL draft to Cincinnati, a team that has had every opportunity. To Zero. dump Joe Mixon, <laughs> like uh, he gave the he, even the off the field stuff. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. They're keeping him. So Chase Brown, he's elevated because of the question marks. I think behind Joe Mixon, and then the question marks: Is he going to be on the team? Well, it appears that he is. So Chase Brown, at whatever price range we were talking about him, and he's going in the second in a lot of leagues, or. Eric Gray in the fourth, who very well could be the Giants' lead back. Saquon Barkley hasn't signed that franchise tag. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get all the work and train every single training camp and probably halfway through, um, sorry, and all the mini camps and halfway through training camp as well. I will say the only thing I'm really sad about is only having two Jalen Hyatt shares. I'm very, very sad about that. I... So the reason I is, I didn't know this. I guess when um, the Ra- when the Giants traded up with the Rams to get him, Dable contacted McVay, and that's how those trade negotiations uh-huh. started. And I mean, I know we fell for this trap before with Shanahan. He was pounding the table for these horrible running backs. But I do think Dable is the kind of coach that will be so stubborn that he'll be like, no, no. I said we're trading out for this guy. We're going to throw him the ball five times a game. And so, like, he's someone that I just wish I would have been on a little bit more earlier in the drafts. Because, like, now that that share percentage is going to slowly creep up because it was just something I didn't know until, like, two days ago. Yeah, I have two shares at this point, too, and I liked them a little bit more pre-draft. But also, it's not just the landing spot. I real I genuinely believe that Josh Downs and Jalen Hyatt were going to go in t- as oh. top forty picks. Oh, I completely agree. I yeah. really did believe that, and that was the big adjustment for me. Not the landing spot so much as it was that switch there in in draft capital. Uh, so tight ends, the Shoemaker range and mm-hmm. his high. It's and I know I'm not sharing right now, but that's all right. He, his high is, oh, there you go. Thanks. I, I, I think that's because Mitch took him high every draft. I'm pretty sure it was my fault, but I mean, he's in such a good spot. I know he's an older guy, but like I watched okay. a lot of Michigan games this year because I have a friend that like likes Michigan. So we just had him talking about a lot. Um, 
But Mitch bragging that he has a friend. We get it. A, a, a friend. A friend. But, uh, but I mean, you compare that to Musgrave, like, never really seen him play besides, you know, YouTube videos. So, but I think Shoemaker is everything Dallas wants. So that's, and you know, like, I'm always into tight ends a lot higher than what everybody else is. So that's just one of my things to when I come building my teams. I'm going to have a lot more Laporta. I wish I had more Kincaid, but he's just going so high. Shoemaker, he's, He's going to be one that if I if I were a betting man, and sometimes I am, I would bet that he slips in safe leagues. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I would bet that he you could get him 306 to 312. Yep. Even though he got the second round draft capital, he got a really nice landing spot. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes. I didn't have him ranked pre-draft, to be honest with you, <laughs> just because I had him slotted in yeah. sixth, seventh round draft capital. Uh, I just did right before the draft in the Discord. I was like, hey, we're probably too low on him. And I wasn't expecting second round draft capital. but Oh, but uh, pre-draft, uh, his score actually still below Mayer, Kincaid, Laporta, Kraft, Mallory Wiley and Kunz, but then there's that the big bunch. Yeah. So when you pair that with with the draft capital, does Mitch have Laporta over Mayer? Can I say I don't? Mm-hmm. But I've seen Laporta go over Mayer in several drafts. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's super here, close. Here, re- really quick. Yeah. Laporta over Mayer in one. Two, two. Okay, in a couple. Right, so maybe, in a couple. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, look, as a Lions fan, I'm gonna take Laporta over Mayer if they're right next to each other, right? Because I would just prefer to have the Lions guy. Um, would I tell anybody to straight up take Laporta over Mayer? No. I mean, I think they're so close. Mayer's probably in the best spot. But for me, I, I just love Laporta. I think what he brings to the Lions is perfect. So as a Lions fan, I'm just gonna have more Laporta, and that's just gonna be how it is. I'm actually, I've found I'm having a lot of trouble getting mayor, and I'll tell you why. Uh, where's, where's the... I don't have any mayor. I have I have three, okay. <laughs> um, I just noticed. That's not good. <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell you why. Because pre-draft, I was doing a lot to get up, I would, to bump up a tier. Mm-hmm. And certain players have been available for the most part, and then I, I have no picks. For yep. a decent amount. And this happened uh, last year and two years ago. So there was guys that I then am higher on than market, but I don't have picks in the range. And most people, the way they want to maneuver around a draft, and I don't know what you've seen, but I have seen they want to move back in the draft. They don't necessarily want to move out. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. So if I don't have any mid to late seconds at that mm-hmm. point, it's very difficult to get up to the 202, 203 for Mayer when he's been available quite often. And I haven't had luck there. Yep. So that is a reason that that my mayor shares, I think, are a little bit skewed because now he's falling to a range that I just can't get up to because of what I've done previously. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh we talked about Musgrave. Well, so Musgrave and Kraft, like I am so irritated with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, same. Like it makes me not like either of them. And one of them's probably going to be really good, but I, I think it's even odds that either one of them can be. Pre-draft, I actually, I I was higher on Kraft. Kraft. Yeah, I thought you were higher on Kraft. I had this up on my phone, so my my great aunt, I call her Nini. Shout mm-hmm. out to Nini. She turned eighty-eight yesterday. And we were over her house and I had this up on my phone and my one cousin was like, what is that sheet? (laughs) And I said to her, I was like, it's fantasy football. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, So we are looking at craft. I had 307. Musgrave 308. So I actually had craft a little bit higher because of the profiles coming in question marks around Musgrave. I know a lot of people were hyped on him. People had him as the top, tight end in this class but like you said Mitch we just haven't seen it really because of the injuries uh for Musgrave but I hate the landing spot I've double tapped both 
I think in two drafts. Oh, okay. But it's very upsetting to me that they landed in the same tight end room. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. Is there anyone late that you're going really going after? There's really no one. After you get past Musgrave and Kraft, pretty much, there's, I'm not touching anybody. Where? Oh, you know why he's not showing. Hold on. I have. I have a lot of leagues. Oh my lord! No, well, no, 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 no. So, so, no, you still have ninety leagues. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain on that. I mean, it's going to drop it to like eighty-five, but uh, (laughs) three of these are the ones I'm commissioning. Oh, okay. Uh, This one, there's one that this move from MFL to sleeper, so it's in there twice. And then co-manage leagues. Oh, oh, so those don't count. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I gotta see. I think because Wiley is not in fantasy cow oh, or yeah, that would make sense. He's just not pulling up. Yeah, like I where anyway, I gotta I gotta talk to uh yeah, let's need to get that fixed. Yeah, that he's been one because of you know, you have Chiggy there in Tennessee, mm-hmm. but the fifth round draft capital. And I, I'm talking about like, I got him at 412, very last pick of the draft. I earned that 412. I was the league champion in that mm. specific situation. I don't want to brag about it. That was the one uh, that you won. That, so that okay. was the one out of the 90 yeah, that I won. I get that. Yeah. Uh, and in two PPR, I'll take that shot on Wiley there. Yep. Um, a lot of things to like in his profile. Darnell Washington, what's your roster ship looking like? Zero. Yeah, just a little too high. <laughs> too high. He's a tackle for me now. <laughs> when he was going high. to the first round, I'm like, I could see it. Now that he plays for the Steelers, I do not see it. Yeah, definitely too high there. Uh, but okay, so as we've worked through this, then have you started to like the second round more? Have oh, you, I love uh, the second in, round. Yeah, I've always liked the second round though. Yeah, no. Oh I no, like no, it. that wasn't that was. Let me. That wasn't saying that you disliked it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. no. I the first two rounds, I love it. In the beginning of the thirds, I still kind of like that too because I've actually got Hyatt. That my I think my two shares that I have of him, I got in the third round. Yeah, I I am having so much trouble, and I'm not kidding. I, I sit there thinking about these two tiers. Mm-hmm. The 206 to 305, there's two tiers there. And I'm looking at Downs and Hyatt. And I obviously, because the top 40 expectation, I had them at 201 and 206 respectively. They're now at 302 and 303. But I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I I, I still, I I, I love Tank, Tajay Spears. Let's see what happens with Derrick Henry and Spears Mm -hmm. over the next two years or so. And then you have Mims in Denver, who got the second round draft capital, not top 40, but still second rounds. And we're, we're assuming that Cortland Sutton could be on the move eventually. And if that's the case, Mims gets a little jump. Rasheed Rice, Kansas City. I, I, I thought Rasheed Rice was going to jump up a lot more for people. <laughs> Seems to only be in redraft. <laughs> so, like, do you think this is just the Sky Moore effect? Uh, yeah, I think everyone. So, I look at it this way. Rasheed he's Rice. Go, he's, he's going 211. Yeah, he has a good of a chance to be good as... Curious. Tony has that offense as Sky Moore has that offense as MVS has that offense. But I mean, when we actually do the projections for that team, what are we going to do? 10%, 11% for this guy, 10% for that guy, maybe 9% for this guy. And I mean, we're just going to be rolling the dice on it. Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, could he be amazing? Yeah. But I also think you're going to be able to trade for him, even if he is amazing. So I'm not, not really high on him. Um, I went I went from 15 wide receiver 15 to eight, mm. and I still don't think I have any shares. Yeah, same. I don't I have one, and that was the one when I drafted him before the draft started. Um, but the one guy that like I think it's good to take stances on the second round and be out on certain players. Marvin Mims is a guy I'm just completely out on. Um I'm not sure how much work he's gonna get as a rookie, mainly because I mean they already have Sutton, they have Judy, they have Oh, what's the injured wide receiver's name? Hamler. Oh, they have Hamler and the one the guy <laughs> uh, that came from the U. Patrick. Um, Tim Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. Tim Patrick. Um, so 
will he see the field? Maybe. Do I see him getting any significant target share? No. If that doesn't happen, I don't see him. He's going to be at best Wandell Robinson this year. Wandell Robinson is free in just about every league. I mean, he might have a third round value to him, but really he's just an add on to be like, I need something else. Oh, hey, I kind of like Wandale. I'll take that. For me, that's Marvin Mims. It's that spot that he went to is hell. And even if they trade someone, just to say their plan is to trade Cortland Sutton, Mims isn't going to come over and take over like any targets there. He'll get his 8 to 10%, and that'll be how it is. And just for me, I'm completely out on that kind of profile right now. All right. So... You would drop him a tier here, which I, I could be talked into. I, I Oh, yeah. I just want to have him. I mean, it's I fine. If people it, like him, that's cool. That's great. But for me, I'm completely okay on being out. So that's Mims. Talked about Rice. Mm-hmm. Do you drop both below Shoemaker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two PPR? Yeah. Obviously, I have like zero Mims. One rice and like eight shoon makers. So yeah. Is it is it fair to maybe have Reed as a wide receiver in a tier by himself between Mingo and that. everyone else? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. You see, you people think I'm stubborn. All right. People think I'm so stubborn, but no, only when you very first get on the topic are you stubborn. Then you give it a day, <laughs> then you're like, you know what? I could see it. You know, I see. I wonder what Greg's thoughts are on mims yeah start typing greg that's right what we're waiting the show is going to stop until we see a response i gotta shoot woody a message yeah he should be like so what do you think but he hey. was really high on drew lock wasn't he hey last time <laughs> i dm'd woody page first of all the fact the dude responds is incredible but he I said, hey, what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke? Oh, and how do you see Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams playing out? He said, that, he started off with, like I've been saying. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like I've been saying, he liked Drew Locke to win that battle. Yeah. And he said, Melvin Gordon's not going to relinquish this backfield. Mm. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe he's I, the person to listen to. <laughs> maybe I don't. But he did nail the. Uh, Blah blah blah. Jerry Judy pick pre-draft. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me so let me adjust. Greg this. likes Patrick better, but the worry is about Peyton traded up to get Mims. So see, and it's interesting because you look at it for running backs when teams trade up, mm-hmm. there really isn't much of a difference in ultimately no. in hit rate. Yeah, and I, I would be shocked if we see that for for wide receivers. I haven't really dug into that, but yeah. I think it's just if you want to buy that narrative. Like for me, I'll buy into it with Hyatt. It's really because they have no one to throw to. So I'm more than happy to buy that narrative. All right. You know what? You guys are, you're, you're talking me into to stuff here and I'm making moves talking here into live. dropping. Talking into dropping. I like it. Talk and drop. Talk and drop. Uh, but, but that, but this is fluid. You know, I, I've been adjusting throughout. I've had downs from wide receiver four down to wide receiver 98, <laughs> you know, and obviously exaggerating there a bit, but like, but also like you look at my, let's see here. I want to pull up the rookie page, Mitch. If you have any thoughts, just start talking. You right changed now, all my stuff though. I know what you're looking for, but for me, just overall, since we've gone through everything, like, I know there was a lot of talk a week ago, even in the Discord, about, oh, this draft is just not good. We even saw after the draft, some people were like, oh, we're not going to see any top producers. I completely disagree. Like, I really, really, really like this draft. There isn't the top end guy. I mean, next year has Marvin Harrison Jr., right? That is, everyone's going to be like, nope, this class is awesome because we have him. But from top to bottom, like, I'm loving when the draft finishes. I've been going in and setting my lineups. I've been like, okay. This is kind of what it looks like. How much depth do I have? How much more do I need to get? I'm loving what these rookies are adding to my team. So, so far, I'm like buying in hook, line, and sinker. All right. I have the the rookie sheet here. And I know a lot of people haven't jumped in and partly probably my fault because I, don't, I haven't really explained a lot of it. So it's just, oh, colors, oh, this. I, I get it. But the the I have the pre-draft st- scores and the post-draft scores based on different 
things in the uh, in the sheets. And post-draft scores, this is wide receivers only going back to 2017. The other positions going back to 2003. I just didn't go back and add them. But there is, so I have my group of green. There's a really nice hit rate there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have misses, of course, but there's a really nice hit rate. Once you get into this yellow group, you see that green on the name side starts to disappear a lot. Yep. And this is where we get Hyatt, Mims, Tillman, Downs, Ooh, Reed. Good. So you you could talk me into, and I, I think you could make a case for anybody after five. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because it's the, none of them are probably good anyway. So if you want to be higher in one, so be it. Yeah, and it's it, so you know, and, and the the threshold scoring that I use to come up with the pre and post draft scores, they're not rankings by any means. And you can mm. see that I posted a little snapshot in my rookie tiers. Like it's not just sorted by post draft score. Okay. That's my wide receiver one and vice versa. It's uh, do I have stuff? I was like, what's going on here? Why is not everyone there? Anyway? So there is mm-hmm. some subjectivity to it and I wish it wasn't like that. Because I wish I could just put in a spreadsheet and say, here's the Here rankings, go. that's yep. it. Yep. But it doesn't work that way. Yep. Anything else? I, I could cover a lot, these, man. I was I looking in your auction rookies. league that you brought up, and you're not on the board on any of the players. So that's a little Because rough. you wanted my undivided attention. I know. So you, got, I know. you got it, oh, brother. Man. People have been on there for minutes with these players. Shit. You just want your name showing up on every single one of them. I can tell you right now. <laughs> And wait till you see these bids too. I'm going high, baby. I'm going <laughs> high. Uh, Greg uh, Holler, thanks yep. for jumping in. There was somebody in the tide. You tide, were in there. Yeah. Uh, always appreciate you guys jumping in live. Yep. And as long as the kids cooperate while I'm on kid duty, I'll be in the chat pretty much all day. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Mitch, anything else? No, I think we covered it. All right. I appreciate you guys. We'll see you later. See you.